الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الأمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة Our praise and thanks belong to Allah سبحانه وتعالى for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah This is a ni'mah that is tremendous indeed We continue going over the tremendous book by the Fadilat al-Shaykh Al-Allama Imam Imam bin Baz Rahimahullah ta'ala The book which is entitled Durus al-Muhimmah Li'amat al-Ummah Important Lessons for the Muslims, important lessons for the general masses of the Muslims. We have reached a section where the Imam Rahmatullah he says Dars the third lesson, the third lesson Arkanul Iman is about the pillars of faith, the pillars of faith. You know how we say Arkanul Islam, the pillars of Islam, Arkan, Naam. Likewise, in Arabic, the same is used for Iman, Arkan, Naam. Although in English, it has traditionally been translated as opposed to pillar, the pillars of, of faith, it's been translated as the articles of faith, the articles of faith, Naam. I want you to remember that the same word arkan is also used for iman. The same word is also used for, for, for iman. Arkan. Imam bin Bazi says the third lesson. The third lesson. Arkanul iman. Arkanul iman. Here, the pillars of faith or the articles of faith, that is translated often, they are how many? How many are they? Six? Sure. It's five. Is it five? Six. Seven? Is it seven? No, it's six, huh? <laughs> Wait. Six. What are they? Now, give me one. Just give me one. Belief in Allah. Belief in Allah. Mm. Now, to believe in the books. Believe. Believe in the angels. Hasanat. Ah. To believe in preordainment or what is it? Qadr. Now, divine decree. Qadr. And belief what? Day of judgment. The Shaykh he says, Wahia Sitta and they are six. Oh, we missed one, Ahwan. And which one is what? The angels. I sent him. 
the messengers. Okay, now it confuses me. So what are they again? Let's go over it again. It's what? <laughs> Believe in Allah. Angels. Angels. Books. Messengers. Qadr. And? Uh, now, Believe in the last day. Wait. Mumtaz. So, the Imam, he says, And took me billah. وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ وَكُتُبِهِ وَرُسُلِهِ وَبَلْيَوْمَ الْآخِرِ وَتُؤْمِنَ بِالْقَدَرِ خَيْرِهِ وَشَرِّهِ مِنَ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى is to believe in Allah the angels the books the messengers the day of judgment the belief in Qadr the good of it and the bad of it is from Allah the Most High نعم طيب that order has significance. Naam, the order has significance. Because one, this was the order that was this was the order that was mentioned by the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Naam. In the famous hadith. It's a long hadith. It's a hadith of what? That yeah, you there? Naam, Hadith al-Jibreel, Ahsant. The Fadilat al-Shaykh, Shaykh Abdul Razak, bin Shaykh Abdul Mahsan, al-Adbad, al-Badr, Hafidhumullahu Ta'ala, he mentions, he says, Al-Iman ashrafu al-Muttalib, that Iman is the greatest thing that is sought, is the greatest thing that is sought, wa ajallu al-Mawahib, وأعظم الأهداف وأرفع الغايات وأنبلها نعم that إيمان this is the greatest thing that is sought the greatest target the greatest objective نعم the greatest thing that one will try to accomplish and this is something that is يعني is tremendous that we need to really understand so that we can better appreciate بإذن الله تعالى and this is why I, I, I often remind myself, and thus whoever hears me, right? Secondly, by saying, Alhamdulillah, ala ni'matil islami wa sunnah. Now, bila wa bila This is a reminder to myself, first and foremost. All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the sunnah. Now, Iman. This is the greatest objective. The greatest objective. Naam. And I want us to be, I want us to remember this, especially those who of, 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 of us who are younger, right? Who may be early in their lives, where they're striving to accomplish this or to accomplish that. They have a list of accomplishments, things they want to accomplish, things they want to put work into attaining, things they want to work toward, right? The greatest thing that an individual could work toward is what? Is strengthening his Iman. Is strengthening his Iman. Now, so that's just something to think about. Because we put a lot of time into other things. But inshallah ta'ala, we're going to see how one could strengthen their Iman. So, Sheikh Abdul Razak, he mentions that Iman, this is the greatest objective. This is the greatest target. This is the greatest objective. The greatest thing that one could strive to achieve is Iman. For Iman, 
يحيى العبد الحياة الطيبة في حياته الدنيا ويفوز يوم القيامة بثواب الله العظيم ونعيمه المقيم that iman that iman it brings life to the abd it enriches it enhances his life his life here in the dunya so he has a good life نعم people looking for a good life here in this world that can only be attained by iman that a person has iman that they will have a good life here in this dunya and they will be successful on the day of judgment they will be successful on the day of judgment and they will earn as a reward the reward from Allah Ta'ala the tremendous reward from Allah Ta'ala the reward from Allah Ta'ala the most great they would earn the bounty that is lasting from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala that real bounty Allah Azza wa Jalla says in his noble book man amila saliha من ذكر أو أنثى وهو مؤمن that whoever does righteous good deeds whoever does righteous good deeds from the males and from the females be it male or female نعم من ذكر أو أنثى from the males or the females whoever does righteousness whoever does good deeds from be it male or female, from the who? The believers. Wahua mu'min. And they are a believer. They are a believer. A believer is one who has what? Iman. The believer is one who has Iman. So if they do righteous good deeds, be it male or be it female, and they are a believer, Allah Ta'ala He says, فَلَنُحْيَنَّهُ حَيَاةً طَيِّبًا So thus we will give unto him or her a good life. حَيَاةً طَيِّبًا We will give unto them a good life. نعم When a person realizes the connection between a good life and between Iman then they realize that there is no option. We have to strive to believe correctly. There's no option, right? Because if, 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 if proverbially you had a choice, we'll say you really don't have a choice, right? Because some things are not real choices, correct? It's like if you were on a very high structure, very high skyscraper, and a person tells you, and they brought you to the roof, then they brought you to the edge, and he said, I give you a choice. You can, stand, you can stand here on the edge or you can jump. Those are your two options. Is that a real choice? Huh? Is it a real choice? No, not at all. It's not a choice. Jumping is not an option. We're going to stand here. We're not jumping over there. We're not moving an inch closer. That's not a choice. So when you look at it from this standpoint, you realize believing correctly is not a choice. There's no, there's, no, there's no option really in that. We have to believe correctly if we want a good life. Naam. But believing correctly is not just that which will bring to an individual prosperity here in this dunya. No. But it is a prosperity that goes beyond the dunya. Naam. You will have a good life here in this dunya. But also what? 
you'll have prosperity outside of the dunya. And if you reflect on the mu'min, you reflect on the believer, and you understand, as the Prophet Sallallahu he said that the believer, amruhu <coughs> khayr, that, that, that his believer, that, that his condition is good. Naam? The believer, his condition is good. All of it is good. All of his condition is good for him. All of his situation is good for him. In asabatsu sarra shakar fakara khayrun lah. That if he is touched with the prosperity, he is thankful and that is better for him. When if he is tested with prosperity, he's he's thankful and that's better for him. When and if he is tested with calamities, he is patient and that is better for him. So the believer amrahu kullahu khayr. As the Prophet said, oh, his situation, all of it is good. So when you reflect upon this, you realize that no matter what a believer goes inside of his life, his situation is going to be good. Now, he's either going to be thankful, he's going to be patient with the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But also, Allah ta'ala, he goes on to say in the ayah, and he shall reward them. Allah Ta'ala says what means. And he shall reward them according to the best of what they used to do. Naam. They shall be rewarded according to the best of what they used to do. According to their finest action and what they used to do from the righteous good deeds. This ayah can be found in Surah An Nahl in his verse. 97 So the fruit the good repercussions the blessings upon the abd will be inside of his worldly life and it also will be inside of his hereafter it will be in this world and in the hereafter la tuhsa wa la tustaqsa wal inna kull khayrin yanaluhu al-abd fi dunya wal akhirah wa kull indifa' sharrin yatahak but rather the blessings, the amount of blessings, the good repercussions, the good fruits that come from Iman is that which cannot be counted nor enumerated. In fact, there is not a single good that will touch the slave in this world or in the hereafter, nor a single evil that will be repelled from the slave in this world nor, or, nor in the hereafter, except that that comes about and is actualized because of the Iman. This is from the effects of Iman. There is not a single good that will reach him in this world or the next, or a single evil that will or harm that will he will be saved from and repelled from him in this world and the next except that it is from the traces of Iman it is from the repercussions of faith it is from the good repercussions 
and the good fruits and tremendous fruits and tremendous blessings that come from Iman. Naam, that come from Iman. So now, how important is Iman? SubhanAllah. It's vital. It's beyond important. Al-Iman, ajadnu mawahid wa a'adhamu a'taya. Iman is the greatest objective, the greatest goal. And it is the best thing that is given. It is the best gift, yani, that is given into the slave. It is the best gift given to the slave. وَأَكْثَرُ مِنًا And it is the greatest blessing. وَهُوَ مِنَّةُ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانُهُ وَتَعَالَى عَلَى مَنْ يَشَاءُ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ And this is the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He bestows on whom He chooses from His slaves. Naam. And this is why we realize that we have to put our effort into doing what? Into increasing our iman. Preserving and safeguarding our iman. Strengthening our iman. Right? And we don't say that we put our effort into the attainment of iman. Why? Uh, who knows? Why? Why we don't say we put our effort in getting iman? Now nah, I mean, it increases and decreases. But why do we? Well, but how can we stress that we put our effort into increasing our iman, preserving our iman, safeguarding our iman, so on and so forth? But we, but 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 you, you didn't hear me say we put our effort into getting iman, obtaining it. How come? How come we don't say obtaining it? Because one have to acquire it. Okay, how do you how, how do you require it? The righteous deeds increase it, and disobedience decreases. I'm with you. The righteousness increases, disobedience decreases, but that's that doesn't speak to how it is acquired. Now is a belief, but how is that acquired? How does iman acquire? Hmm. <laughs> it's right there in the text. Check it out. Read that last. Read that. Read that last. Uh, the, the, the first sentence of that next paragraph. Huh? Nah, I'm still within the prohibitions. Must be granted. Ah, must be granted. Which means what? Huh? Allah bestows in a home whoever He wills. So Iman is what? It's a gift. It's a blessing. It's a gift from who? From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's right. You see? Those whom Allah guides, none can misguide. Those whom Allah misguides, nobody can guide them. Why? Because it is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why the Shaykh he says that the Iman who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ala yasha min that it is a gift from Allah that He bestows upon whom He chooses from His slaves. Now, you see, Allah Taala, He has gifted us with iman. This is a this is a ni'mah. When a person realizes this, you understand? Check it out, right? Especially the youth, especially the young ones, especially the young ones, and in particular those Muslims that are second generation Muslims, right? 
And also we can add to it those Muslims who are first generation Muslims of parents who came to Kappa countries. Because a lot of times you find that there is a correlation or there is any some parallel between second generation Muslims and Muslims who are first generation Muslims or parents who moved to Kappa countries. A lot of these children go astray. A lot of these children go astray. A lot of these children live lifestyles that are contrary to Islam. Some of them leave Islam. You understand? Why? Because they don't really they don't realize the bounty that they are in. They don't realize the bounty that they are in. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has gifted them with iman. You have an opportunity. You've been gifted with iman. Access to the proper knowledge, access to the Quran, access to the Sunnah, access to the way of the Salaf, the way of Sahaba. Now, you turn your back on that. And you want to follow what? This entertainer, this sports figure, so on and so forth. For what? What 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 do they have? They don't have anything. They have nothing. But they turn their back on that and they chasing after these after these individuals realizing not realizing that what? That that good life they was looking for, they had they had the keys for it the whole time. In Iman. You turn your back on the most precious gift and you throw it away for what? For what? For for rat man, so and so. Actors, act, actress, such and such. For what? I mean, it, it makes no sense. You understand? But you only do that when you don't realize the value. Right? When you don't realize the value, then you do it. It's like if a person, for example, if he had a, yani a bar of platinum, a bar of platinum, right? And then there were, it was a ball, a ball, crumbly ball, of aluminum foil. But because people is playing with the aluminum foil and kicking it and tossing it back and forth and it's light and it fits good in his pocket, he says, you know, I'd rather carry around this aluminum foil here. I don't want that platinum. Put it away. I don't want that. I'd rather kick. I mean, you know, aluminum foil is easy to, to, to maneuver. It's easy to, to, to carry around. You know, I can wrap my sandwich in it, all kind of stuff. You know, aluminum foil is a joint, right? <coughs> Not compared to platinum. But you will only, you will only make that... Yani, uh, trade when what? When you, don't, when you don't understand the value of the two things. When you don't understand the value of platinum, then you, you throw it away, you trade it for aluminum foil. Because you don't understand the value. Now that's a low example. That's a low example. When you don't understand the ni'mah, you don't understand the, the, the value of the deen of Islam. If you don't understand the great blessing of Islam, then a person will trade it for something else. Right? A person, he'll trade it for something else. Why? Because they don't understand the value of and you don't want to be, you don't want to be that type of individual who doesn't understand. Why? Because they will come to know. They will come to understand. And if they un come to know and understand too late, when it's too late, that's the worst thing that can happen to an individual. If you come to understand when an angel is taking your soul, if that's when you get it, that's horrible. That's tragic. So iman is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala he says, وَلَكِنَ اللَّهِ حَبَّبَ إِلَيْكُمُ الْإِيمَانِ وَزَيَّنَهُ فِي قُلُوبِكُمْ He said, but rather Allah has made iman, the true faith, be loved to you. And he has beautified it inside of your hearts. It's beloved to you and beautified inside of your hearts. 
وكرهوا وكرهوا إليكم الكفر والفسوق والعصيان and he has made it ugly repugnant disgusting despicable unto you disbelief transgression and sins and disobedience he has made that hated to you so a litmus test you want to litmus test you want to test your iman how strong it is or the like then reflect the righteousness wholesomeness is this stuff that is beloved to you filth and transgression is that stuff that is beloved to you or is it hated to you now just reflect on that right Allah Ta'ala he says أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الرَّاشِدُونَ Meaning that those who they have a love for, for Iman and is beautified inside of their hearts, those who hate kufr, who hate transgression, who hate evil, who hate sin, and so on and so forth, then these are the ones who are rightly guided. أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الرَّاشِدُونَ These are the ones who they are the ones who are rightly guided. And then, this is the shahid. This is the point of reference and what we're talking about. The point of reference in what we're talking about is that what? Is that Allah Ta'ala goes on to say in the next ayah, فَضْلًا مِنَ اللَّهِ وَنِعْمَةً A bounty from Allah and a blessing. A bounty from Allah and a blessing. وَاللَّهُ عَلِيمٌ حَكِيمٌ And Allah, He is the All-Knower, the All-Wise. So Iman is a what? It's a favor. It's a bounty. It's a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This ayah, uh, these two verses can be found in Surah Al-Hujarat in this verse 7 and verse 8. And Allah Azza wa Jalla says, يَمُنُّونَ عَلَيْكُمْ يَمُنُّونَ عَلَيْكَ and Aslamu Qul la tamunnu alayya islamakum Balillahu yamunnu alaykum And hadakum lil iman In kuntum sadiqeen Allah Ta'ala he says And they try to use as a favor upon you That they have accepted Islam They try to use that to say this is yani, that Like they did you a favor Right and Like they did you a favor by accepting Islam Talking to who? the Prophet ﷺ. And they try to utilize their acceptance of Islam as if it is a favor for you. Allah Ta'ala says, No, but rather, Bel, uh, uh, excuse me. <coughs> Allah Ta'ala says, He says, No, but rather say to them, Do not try to say it is a favor upon me that you accepted Islam. No, but rather Allah has bestowed a favor upon you that He guided you to Iman. If you are true, if you are the truthful. Now Allah Ta'ala, He has bestowed a favor upon you that He has guided you to Islam. So your Islam is not a favor for nobody. But rather, Allah has bestowed a blessing upon you. Now, how many people, right? And, and a lot of times it comes in anger. But it's, a, it's, a, it's the dumbest statement where they say, You better be happy I'm a Muslim. Right? And usually that's like, you know. Usually that's followed by some like indirect threat. Because if not, I would have do I would do such and such and such and such. <laughs> right? But people say that. You better be happy I'm a Muslim. 
man, you better be happy I'm Muslim. No, 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 brother. You better be happy you're a Muslim. You understand? Yeah, Islam ain't no favor upon that person. It's a favor upon you. You better be happy you're a Muslim. Man. وَيَقُولَ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ Allah عَزَّ وَجَلِّ says, وَلَوْلَا فَضْلُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكُمْ وَرَحْمَتُهُ مَا زَكَى مِنْكُمْ مِنْ أَحَدٍ أَبَدًا وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ يُزَكِّي مَنْ يَشَاءٌ Allah Ta'ala says, and if it were not for the bounty of Allah upon you all and His mercy upon you, none from you would have become upright and wholesome. None from amongst you would have yani, become good, become believers. But rather Allah, He purifies whom He pleases. Allah Ta'ala, He purifies whom He pleases. Shaykh Abdul Razak, he said, ayat fi al-ma'na kathira. And that verse can be found in Surah An-Nur, and it's verse 21. The aforementioned verse, يعني يمن عليك أن أسلموا قل لا تمنوا علي إسلامكم to the end of it that verse can be found in Surah Al-Hujurat in this verse uh, 17 Hujurat verse 17 the Sheikh goes on and he says ويقوم على أصول عظيمة وأسس متينة لا قياما للإيمان إلا عليها. He said that iman it is established upon strong or is established upon tremendous foundations and a strong foundation of which iman cannot be established except on يعني upon it. فإن مثل هذه الأصول مع الإيمان كمثل الأساس للبنيان أو أصول للأشجار. He said because the similitude, the similitude of these foundations. Now, the Sheikh الله تعالى he mentions he says that the similitude of what is commonly translated as articles, right? The articles of faith. He said that their similitude is the similitude of the yani, uh, support pillars of a structure. The foundation and support pillars of a structure or for the the roots, yani, the, uh, the foundational roots of a tree, right? Yani, usul al-ashjar, those roots of a tree. Right, and this is why, in the beginning, I mentioned that pillar is used for iman, just like pillar is used for Islam. You know, the five pillars of Islam. Likewise, in Arabic, you had the six pillars of iman. Why? Because of the uh, the the similitude. Right, the similitude, the, the the supporting structure of it, and that, and that's important to understand, because when you take away the supporting structure of a building, what happens? It falls down, right? If you take away the roots of a tree, what happens? The tree, it dies. Now, 
And this is why they use this example so that we understand the significance of these pillars of Iman. Naam, of these pillars of Iman. And just like this is pointed out, or yani, uh, yani in Allah Ta'ala's statement, Alam tara kayfa darabullahu mathalan kalimatan tayyiba. He says, and have, 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 have you not seen how Allah has put forth a parable for the good word? The parable for the good word is like what? Keshajaratan toyibatan is like a good tree. Its roots are firm. And its branches reach to the skies. The fruits of it come all the time, all seasons, by the permission of his Lord. Naam. And Allah puts forward these parables to mankind so that they could reflect so that they could reflect they could remember Naam. so when one looks at that example of a tree huh of a tree and the roots if the roots are strong then what the tree is strong if the roots are weak disease decay die they're no longer there they shrivel up then what happens the tree the tree dies the tree dies. Naam. So when the ulama from the salaf, because remember, this is, yani, these are istilahat. You know, these are, yani, yani, what do you say? These are terms that are used so that to bring the understanding nearer. Okay? These are terms that are used to bring the understanding nearer of these particular concepts. Way of articulating these concepts so that they can be understood. That, that, that makes sense? So the term of arkan, that, that particular word that's being used for iman, you find this was the word that the ulama, they utilized, the ulama from the center, they utilized so the Muslims can understand the relation between these things and between Islam. The relation between these things and between iman. So they call them what? Arkan. Naam? But where, where do they get this understanding from? Why would they call it arkan and not something else? Why, why would they call it this? Because of the likes of this ayah. Now, so they liken it to the pillars of a structure or the or the roots of a tree. Or the roots of a tree. The person, where do you get that? What you know, where do you get that? The ayah. The ayah. Because the goodly word, what's the parable for the goodly word? Is like that of what? Hmm? A tree. A tree that has what? Firm, strong roots. Firm, strong roots. Firm, strong roots. Now, makes sense? Make sense? Now, فهذا مثل ضربه الله سبحانه وتعالى لعباده. This is a, a parable that Allah Taala He put forward to His slaves. ودعاهم للتأمل. And Allah Taala He called them to reflect on it. وتفكر فيه and to ponder over it, to contemplate and ponder over it. في بيان الإيمان وأصوله. So that they can understand the structure of Iman and its foundations. 
and that which it stands upon and that which will stem from it from the branches and that which will subsequently result from it from fruits and from blessings that only the people of Iman that the people of Iman they will get it where inside of the, this world and inside of the next. وَالشَّاهِدْ مِنْ إِرَادِ هَذِهِ الْآيَةِ قَوْلُهُ جَلَّ وَعَلَى And the point of reference from referencing this particular ayah is Allah Ta'ala's statement. Which statement of Allah Ta'ala in the ayah? I want the Arabic. Which statement of, the, uh, of it is it? Who knows? Which statement is the point of reference from the aforementioned ayah that 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 is a proof of what we're talking about? Give me the statement in English, and then we can go backwards. Huh? His root is firmly fixed. Faith. Hmm. In Arabic, what would it be? Look at the ayah. It's thabit. It's the second part of it. Thabitun. What's the first part? Mm hmm. Naam. That's that's it right there. Asluha. Naam. Asluha. Is is roots thabit strong? Naam. فكما أن الشجرة لا يقوم إلا على أصوله. Just like a tree is, يعني it doesn't stand except for upon its roots. فكذلك الإيمان. Likewise, إيمان لا يقوم إلا على أصوله وأركانه ودعائمه. That likewise, إيمان it is, it, يعني it is not established except for upon its foundations, except upon its pillars. Except upon its yeah, yeah foundation pillars like this. Naam. فَإِذَا كَانَ الشَّجَرَةِ إِذَا قُطِعَ أَصْلُهَا مَاتَتْ Just like a tree, if you cut its roots, what happens? Dies. Naam. كَذَلِكَ الْإِيمَانِ Likewise, Iman. إِذَا عُدِمَ أَصْلُهَا انْتَفَى If its roots are non-existent, then... Is voided. Is the There's no iman. Walam yuntafa' bi'amalin. Walam qurbatin. And a person will not benefit. In that case, when a person has no iman, they will not benefit from any righteous good deeds or from any deed that would draw one near unto Allah. Subhanahu wa taala. Why? Because they have no iman. They have no iman, so they won't benefit. Come upon Allah Subhanahu wa taala. As Allah Subhanahu wa taala, He mentions. He says. وَمَنْ يَكْفُرْ بِالْإِيمَانِ فَقَدْ حَبِطَ عَمَلُهُ وَهُوَ فِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ And whoever disbelieves in Iman, then his actions will be rendered null and void, and in the hereafter he will be from the losers. In Surah Al-Ma'idah. So the point of reference is what? Let's go back. What we're talking about now is that what? If a person does not have Iman, 
right? A person does not have true faith. Stimulant. A person does not have true faith. What is faith again? Is is it correctly believing what? Allah, angels, books, messengers, prophets and messengers, day of judgment, qadr, khayri wa Right? The good and the bad of qadr. Wait. Gotta believe in all of it. Correctly, properly. That's iman. Right? If a person has no iman, whatever good deed they do, whatever they do that for a person who had iman will draw him near unto Allah, does not count. Does not count at all. What's the proof? What's the proof it don't count? Is what? The ayat from Surah Al-Ma'idah. All right, now I want you to break it down for me. What's the proof? What's the what's the verse? What's the verse say? Whoever disbelieves in faith, what they disbelieve in what? In iman. Why? Because they don't believe in Allah, or they don't believe in the messengers, or they don't believe in the books, or they don't believe in qadr, khayri wa or they don't believe in the angels, or they don't believe in the day of judgment. Right? Okay. Then what? If they do righteousness, what happens? It's worthless. Break it down from from the ayah. What's 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 the what's the point of reference in the ayah? which shows his work has become worthless. His work has become worthless. And what else? And he and the hereafter will be for amongst the losers. Contemplate over that verse. That's an example for the kudurim. <laughs> oh no! Nah. That, that 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 shows you that what they fall into is very dangerous. But even more simply, right? Especially during this time of the year, is this not? In other words, now let me let me let me let me let me ask the question differently. When we when we reflect over this particular verse, how is it possible for Muslims to believe that the Jews and the Christians are believers? How is it possible? How is it possible to give them credit? For lack of a better term, for good deeds that they may do. Or they feed the poor. They buy them coats. They dig wells for water. Right? They plant trees. And so on and so forth. Right? So we gotta give them some credit, right? No. So 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 for the Muslim we say, so what? So what they do all that stuff? It amounts to nothing. What's the proof it amounts to nothing? Because they have no iman, right? But what's the proof? And, and then because they have no iman, then what? What does Allah say about their deeds? Is what? It's worthless. Because they have no iman. How could it? Now, iman is to do what? Properly believe in Allah. But how could a Christian properly believe in Allah and they believe that Allah is, is, is made of three things? The Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. That sound like somebody believe in Allah? No. So how are they believers? How do we give them credit because they feed people and they take care of orphans? No, huh? No iman. Also from iman is to do what? Believe what in, in, in the messengers, correct? That's right. But how do Jews believe how do Jews believe in the messengers when they disbelieve in Isa? And they, and they disbelieve in who? Muhammad. Muhammad. How are they believers? They're not. But the Christians. How are they believers? What prophet do they disbelieve in? 
Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And they disbelieve in Isa, real for real. Because they didn't believe in him and what he said. He said Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was coming, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came, but they didn't believe in Muhammad, so by default they disbelieve in Isa. They don't believe as a messenger. Now, so then what? They, how they believe? It's not possible. It's not possible. And, and then on and on and on. We can get into, you know, because an incorrect belief equates to a disbelief. So, for example, because the Jews and the Christians they believe incorrectly in the day of judgment, their belief is a non-belief because what they believe is going to happen is not reality. What's really going to happen? So, for example, those Christians you have from the Christians who believe that on the day of judgment, Isa is going to judge all of mankind. Not Allah, Isa. This is what they believe. That Isa alayhi salatu wasalam, yawmul qiyamah, he is the one that's going to put people in hell and in the hell and in the hellfire, uh, people, people in hell and pe put people in Jannah. He is the one that's going to judge human beings. Isa alayhi salatu wasalam. That's what they believe. Is that reality? No, it's fiction. It's fiction. It's not real. On a day of judgment, what? What is Isa going to say? Nefsi, nefsi. Myself, myself. Don't worry about myself. When the people come to him, to tell him, to beseech Allah Ta'ala, make the eye to Allah Ta'ala, ask Allah Ta'ala to start the judgment, what are you going to say? Nefsi, nefsi. Go to Muhammad. He worried about himself. He's not going to judge anyone. He doesn't put people in hell or, 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 or inside a gender. Just like the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu He does not put anyone in hell Nor anyone in Jannah Allah Ta'ala judges Allah Ta'ala puts the people in the Jannah Puts the people in the hellfire So on and so forth All that is by what? Allah Subhanahu Wa Nobody will intercede in, 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 uh, in front of Allah Ta'ala Except with his permission Now I'm except with his permission and that intercession will only be for the one who is pleased with the one who's interceding and he's pleased with the one who's, who's, who's getting the intercession. It's all about the permission of Allah subhanahu wa So what they believe in is going to take place is not going to take place. The Jews believe Yom Al-Qiyamah, all the Gentiles, which means everybody who's not a Jew, they're going to go to the fire and then the Jew going to go to the, the, go to the Jannah. And the Jew that go to the fire going to go to the fire for a little bit of time and they say you're going to go to the Jannah. That's what they believe. But is that the reality? No, no. So they believe in what? A fiction. So what they so 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 their misbelief in the day of judgment equates to a misbelief, equates to a disbelief. That makes sense? It's a disbelief. They don't really believe in a day of judgment. Right? I'll give another example. I'll give an example rather. That's like if you tell me, hey, do you know what water is? And I say, Yeah, I know what water is. They say, What is it? And I say, well, well, water, you got to make it with, you know, high fructose corn syrup, and it has to have coloring, and it has to have carbonation, and, you know, so on and so on. And I start, you know, breaking down the, you know, the, 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 uh, the uh, what, do you, what do you call it? The uh, re recipe for uh, cola. And I say, that's water. What you going to say? You're going to say, yeah, I don't know what water is. You know, I mean, it's an absurd example, of course. But you're going to say, you don't know what it is. You, I'm asking you about water. You're describing soda. <laughs> and, you, and you're claiming that this soda really is water. I say, no, that's water. It's soda. I mean, you say it's soda. It's water. 
don't know this water stuff you talking about. That's that's what the real water is. This. Then you gonna say it's man, I don't know about no water, man. Right? Because I did because I described something to you that was fictitious. I, I didn't describe what the, the what the reality is or a description that, that met reality. So the point is is that their misbelief equates to a disbelief. So with this being the case from all these angles, how in the world could they be believers? How in the world could Yanni a person give them credit for anything that they're doing? In the Muslim in particular, I mean talking about the Muslim. And this you know I stress this especially around this time of the year, around the, you know these Kafa you know, the holidays and things like this, because you find a lot of Muslims where Billah, they they be talking like this. Talking like this. Wishing them uh, yeah, they, uh, congratulating them for their holidays, wishing them, you know, merry this and happy that and uh, you know, see all this type of stuff, yeah, they, subhanAllah. It's unfortunate. There was there was there was an astray individual in Jacksonville, Florida, just yesterday, in Khutbah and the Khutbah to Jumu'ah. Right? And it's, it's we put it for the world to see. Happened to see it online. They recorded it live online. Right? It's in Jacksonville, Florida. Place looks strange, you know. Yeah, it looks strange. Uh, it's, you know, not trying to be funny or anything. <laughs> what do you say? I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, you know. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, it looks strange, man. It look, it look weird, you know. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not, you know what I mean, I'm not trying to be, you know, whatever, but, yeah, it look, it look weird. So, you know, the man he's standing there for for, 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 for the, you know, for what, what yeah, it became clear, this is Juma, you know, Juma, okay. So, so, uh, his opening, or well, after he made his little dua or whatever, the opening, he starts congratulating the Jews on the Hanukkah. Wishing them a happy Hanukkah to our Jewish brothers, he's saying. That's what he said. Hey, brothers, are apes and swines. <laughs> Ain't my brother, but whatever. <laughs> then, after thanking them, he wishes the Christians a Merry Christmas for their Christmas about to come and things like that for his Christian brothers. This in the khutbah that he's live streaming, and I'm, and I'm like, what kind of nonsense? Yeah, that's like St. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the place, you know. I said, what kind of nonsense is this? Subhanallah, it was it was awful. It was awful, actually. It really was awful. It was it was, it was the most it was, it was a tragedy that you see Muslims in their belief is so flawed, so corrupted. That they have these thoughts, that these individuals are believers. When Allah Taala makes it clear, these they disbelieve in iman. They don't believe in Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. They don't believe in Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. In reality, right? They don't believe in the messengers because they they'll tell you straight up they disbelieve in certain messengers. They'll tell you the Jew will tell you straight up he don't believe in Isa. He don't believe in Muhammad. The Christian will tell you straight up they don't believe in Muhammad. How are these people believers? How do we have anything good to say about them? In reality, really, how do we have anything good to say about them from a religious standpoint? In all fairness, how can we say anything good about them religiously? We can't. We can't. Right? And I don't want anyone to miss. 
misinterpret or misunderstand. They say, but Allah Ta'ala mentions yani, some of the, the monks you know, in a good way in the Quran. Yeah, those who truly believe, those who were the believers from their time. Those who when they hear about Islam, they accept Islam. That's those ones who are being spoken about. Those are the ones being spoken about. Those who were the believers from the people of the past. Before the sending of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Those who, after the sending of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when they hear about Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they accept Islam. The likes of those. Yes. But these ones? Come on. Allah says that their deeds are what? Null and void. Habita amalu. His deed is null and void. Why? Because may yakfur bil iman. He believe, disbelieves in faith. He disbelieves in iman. Ma'am. So regardless of what these individuals may do from that which is apparently righteous, it's, it's of no credit to them. Because they are kufar. فَأَعْمَالْ بَقْوَعَاتِ وَأَنْوَاعِ الْقُرُبَاتِ إِنَّمَا تَكُونَ مَقْبُولَةً مِنَ الْعَامِلِ إِذَا كَانَتْ قَائِمَةً عَلَى إيمان صحيح والعقيدة راسخة ثابتة في القلب. So righteous good deeds and obedience and the various types of drawing near unto Allah, then verily they are only accepted from the doer when when they emanate from an individual having iman. The correct iman from one who is yani, upon iman, correct iman, and the firm creed, the firm aqidah that is firm inside of his heart. Walihada fal iman bi usul yani yani al iman bi usulihi al azima ususihi al matina yusihu al amal. So therefore, we see that iman. And its great foundations, and its strong, you know, its great pillars and strong foundations, then this is that which will rectify a deed and make it eligible to be accepted. And it is not accepted except by way of it, except with Iman. As Allah says, and whoever desires the hereafter and he strives for it with a striving and he is a believer then these are the ones who their striving is met with gratitude is thanked namely that these are the ones who will be successful this is in Surah Al-Isra and is verse 19 and Allah Ta'ala he says, Man amina saliha min dhakrin aw untha wa huwa mu'min. Right? And we had this verse before. And whoever does righteous good deeds, be it male or female, and they are what? They are believers. believers. They are believers. Naam. Well, ayat fi hadhal ma'na kathira. And the ayat that come bearing this meaning, then they are a lot. They are many indeed. <coughs> so all of this shows us that for an individual to benefit from iman, 
Or from an individual to benefit and have his actions accepted, then he must be an individual who does what? He believes properly. So when one reflects upon the likes of this, then they realize that the issue and the affair of believing properly is undoubtedly an important lesson that everybody is in need of. Everybody is in need of, and we are in need of spending time on learning what is the proper belief, how to believe properly, and so on and so forth, and to devote time to it, and to not be of those who are rendered bored by it. Because how many individuals that tell you, oh, why are you guys always talking about Tawheed? Why are you always talking about Aqidah? You can learn that in you know a little bit of time. You can learn that in a little bit of time. Uh, then you have those that are even more astray, and they say, oh, you have to uh, you know worry about Iman. What are you talking about? How you worry about Iman if you ain't worried about Aqidah? <laughs> what, what do you What do you mean? You, you don't understand how it works? You say, don't worry about Aqidah, you know, just worry about Iman. You, you don't understand how it works? How is that? How is that done? The interconnected, what do you mean? <laughs> right? SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah. Alhamdulillah. Ala ni'mat al-Islam sunnah All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah. So therefore... We know, we understand that these are great bounties indeed, and these are things that we have to strive to safeguard and protect, strive to learn about them. And we don't become bored with learning about them because when we learn about them and we enhance them, then this becomes, um, this becomes a catalyst. This becomes that which makes it eligible for us to have a good life, to have a good life. And everybody should want to have a good life a good life in this world and a good life in the hereafter. And that's only attained by those who have Iman. That's only attainable if you have Iman. Without Iman, you'll never be able to attain it, ever. So this is why these things, yes, is important, because you want to have a good life here and in the next life. Then you want to have a good life here and in the next life. And then the Shaykh Ta'ala, he goes on to continue in his introduction. And we're talking about Shaykh Abdul Razak because he gives a nice little introduction before getting into the arkan, the explanation of the arkan of Iman, the pillars of Iman. Uh, but we will continue from this point in the next class.